Welcome, John. I've been I've been wondering how to do this intro. Do you kind of come in like soft and steady, like because we want to change it up? It's a Never. new thing. Do we want to be like welcome back to a super flexible podcast, or do we want to kind of do the NPR intro? We, <laughs> we could do some NPR. We could try to beat the unmatched energy that John Hogue brings in and just come in really strong with some super flexible podcast. That's my vote. I don't think you can do that with John here. But like you don't even mess with that. You let him have it. You could I think you could come in with like an AO and give a little homage to the two drink minimum. And I yeah. think that's what you do. DFTBA. Ayo! Welcome <laughs> back to the Super Flexible Podcast. I am the one and only Swags, and I am here with John Hogue, Super Flexible. Super flex, dude. So you can be super flexible at super flex, dude, on Twitter. Thanks for coming on. This is going to be a lot of fun. So we we are kicking off the tires. Thought no better way than to have one of the original super flexible members on. For some reason, he left this beauty for me, and I've I've kind of just covered it up and made sure. Actually, I didn't cover it up. It's been collecting dust. <laughs> just covered it in <laughs> newspaper. Should have and... <laughs> treated it like a classic car, but. <laughs> We've been letting it sit for people to see and not doing much with. So I don't know. I think um, I want to get 52 out this year. And I'm already a week behind, John. <laughs> 51 is still a good number. Uh, <laughs> but, man, it's awesome to uh, to be the one to take the cover off it and uh, take it out of the garage, run around the block with you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming on. I, I hollered at you sort of last minute. I was just like, man, we're going to freaking do this. Yeah. You've been like a it. motivating factor too in this, definitely, as well as the listeners. And I think people need more super flex advice. And I know at one point in time, the super flex super show after uh, allegedly you left me with this show and super flexible <laughs> were two of the podcasts that were kind of like, doing V2, their job right? at like beating the horse and making people buy into what I feel is super important. And that's the quarterbacks in super flex format. And then it kind of just faded away. And I, I, I don't think we've done it due diligence the last couple of years. Yeah. Which is, it, it's too bad. Cause I mean, not only were, were, it, was it, you know, two of the super flex focused podcast, but uh, I think it was the only two really like, yeah. We were just kind of battling it out and, uh, you know, everybody was better f because of it. You know, you had some, uh, you, you had multiple, you know, multiple places to go, but without getting just kind of caught in the weeds, um, of, uh, you know, every podcast on earth, like everybody's like every podcast, every fantasy dynasty podcast, at least is like implied super flex focused. But like, you know, no one just explicitly does it anymore. So yeah, there's, there's still a massive void for you here, man. And, yeah. uh, this, this world needs you doing it. It needs, it needs both, but, but I appreciate you. I agree with that. With that said, um, onto our Devi rankings, right? Cause that's what everybody's going to be. Everybody's going to turn into Devi heads right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I've done it worse than anybody. I'm just, I'm already just like, oh, I know everything about these incoming rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> like, like, I've been watching them since high school. It's not the case at all. Like I've watched a little bit of tape in the last two weeks and that's well, kind of. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to try to stay away from that. 
here at, at super flexible for quite a nice. bit of time. I think there's a lot of different moves we can make right now. Um, just to help our teams. And if we get too into that, I, I don't know, man, I'm going to, I'm going to try to stay away from it a little. We'll just say that. Nice. So I've let John pick from six categories today. The categories he picked were strategy, public nervous announcement, one of my favorites, and a value play and the unheard of dynasty sleeper. Before that, John, who retires first? Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, or Tom Tua? Brady? Or Tua. <laughs> <laughs> that one that one hurts. <laughs> um I'll, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. There's just, I, I just don't yeah. think there's a path for him. He anymore. almost, I almost shouldn't have had him in there. Let's take him out of the equation. Ooh, let's go to, yeah. let's do Stafford or Tom Brady. Um, I, I'll still go Brady, but, uh, I don't feel great about it. If, if McVay goes to the booth, do you think that that'll help Stafford motivate him to get retired or? He'll give it another season. It's it's definitely possible, but man, like at the end of the day, it you know, it this is kind of if this is what you want to do with your life is play this game that you've been playing since you were, you know, eight years old and you know, you're under contract with this club for better or for worse. I mean, you show up and play for whatever coach is there, you know. So, and and honestly, as good as Matthew Stafford has been between you know the, the Detroit Lions and then getting that championship with the Rams, I mean, you still that's it, we're still not talking about one of the all time greats. We're talking about an all time good, but not like it, I don't think that he's got you know the the type of. Um, the the type of clout that uh you know that that can really like it can really force a club's hand as far as you know making uh coaching decisions yeah like i just don't think he's that guy you know McVay or stafford? um stafford staff yeah like you know say they lose McVay i mean you know it it could still be a pretty desirable landing spot for mm-hmm. you know guys like jim harbaugh looking to break back into uh into the pro game but you know i just don't think that matthew stafford is the type but it you know has enough clout to go to the front office and say you know if you don't go get this guy i'm out you know i mean he can do that it's just (laughs) they're just gonna be like okay john you know how to add time to a show and all you had to do (laughs) is bring up jim harbaugh and how do you feel about that interview he had with your broncos today uh man, I don't I don't know about that one. Um, I I haven't decided, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm pretty focused on Sean Payton. Like I didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think that it was a desirable enough job to to lure Sean Payton. But I mean, the fact that he interviewed already with Greg Penner, the CEO and co owner, um, and you know he's he's on track. They can't do. Um, in-person interviews until after January 17th. But I mean, he's already scheduled to come in here and talk with George Patton and, um, and, and, you know, the ownership group and it like that says a lot right there. And I think that, you know, if, if they had allowed Nathaniel Hackett to finish out the season, 
this it would not be a desirable enough job to even get an interview with Sean Payton. Firing him when they did, giving Jerry Rosberg the last couple weeks, and that offense looked awesome both weeks. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, this is a desirable place to, to play again. It's like, you've got everything in place. You just need the right coach. And Any excitement you, you around Russell experience. Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he looked great, especially in week 18 against the Chargers. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, he had three... Uh, three completions of over 50 yards in the second half, including one of them where he's rolling to his left and fires it downfield about 30, 40 yards in the air to wide open Jerry Judy. Like he's, he was making plays in and out of the pocket. He was running around. He was completing deep passes, putting it right on the money. And it, it just, it, it just kind of gave you a glimpse of what this offense could have been with competent coaching and play calling all along. And, you know, kind of back to the point, I just think that Sean Payton probably saw that and said, all right, this is this would be something to consider coming out of retirement for. Yeah, uh, man, I don't hate that at all. Sean Payton would be nice there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, it, it's got to be a guy like that. And I just don't even think that Dan Quinn has, you know, the, the type of authority and the type of experience that you need. Um, and I mean, he's been at their, at the top of their list for, I mean, last year he was, he came in a close second to the Nathaniel Hackett. The only difference was Nathaniel Hackett brings with him, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers on speed dial, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, so like the goal was to get Aaron Rodgers in here at quarterback. Like, don't let anybody fool you. Uh, they're happy with Russ, but they wanted Rodgers. That yeah. was the entire reason to make that hire. So they, they, otherwise they would have went with Dan Quinn. And, you know, I think that they probably would have been better off, but I still don't think that Dan Quinn is the guy who can necessarily fix this team. I don't, I don't even know that Jim Harbaugh is. I mean, he, he would make things interesting, <laughs> but I think that you really just kind of need somebody with the type of, uh, the, the you know the type of grip that Sean Payton brings. Yeah, uh, the last Superflex Super Show we did, we I mentioned um, Dan Campbell and how the Denver Broncos were interested in him. I think Dan Campbell pretty <laughs> much uh, shut that down after he's, the win against the Packers. He needs to stay right where he's at. Man, how Every, fun, right? Yeah, it's making the Lions fun. Yes, man, they and they should be in the playoffs right now. That's it's a travesty that they're not yeah i agree man and then it's funny too like watching the packers be all butthurt and <laughs> mad that we won that game or they'll they'll find saying how bad we suck after we beat them and how some of them hate that move at all and it's like so you wanted us to just stand pat and i don't know happy to see the packers <laughs> out of it john one of my one of my friends said the other day he said, uh, uh, you know, that feeling that you get as a, as a, you know, a fan of, in this case, he's a Minnesota Vikings fan, but, um, you know, I think Lions fans feel the exact same way. Probably Bears fans do as well. But that feeling that you get when you see Aaron Rodgers lose an elimination game and then cry about it and threaten to retire. Like, if there was a way to bottle that and sell it, we'd be rich. Yeah. <laughs> we, 
<laughs> we'll figure out a way. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bottle it up. You don't even have to bottle it. You just have to label it. Yeah. <laughs> Here, drink this. So uh, if anybody does not know, John is with DLF. He's always doing the Superflex rankings for them. You can get in on those anytime, do some mocks with them. That sets the standard for a lot of rankings throughout your off season. Are you you're doing those now, right? Yeah, we've got we've got some mocks running right now, so I'm kind of I started doing a few and still have tons of room in them. But uh just kind of some more experimental mock drafts that include 2023 rookie picks just to see where those picks value in because if you do a startup right now or you know any time between now and and April basically you're going to have those rookie picks included so um so I want to get yeah uh, get that ADP as well so yeah definitely um hit me up on Twitter and uh, jump into a mock that is at Superflex Dude on Twitter. You might not see him as much as you used to because there's a lot of check marks and <laughs> there's a lot of ads nowadays. So like, start blocking those ads. Your Twitter gets a little bit better, but it'll never be the same. Yeah. Um, so let's get into your strategies and, and what you want to do or what you need these people to start doing, breaking down their teams, getting into the off season. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a little bit of a tough one at quarterback, um, which, you know, is always kind of our focus, but, uh, just, it's just such a, a bad time to, you know, I could definitely still make the case for quarterback extreme and kind of variations of it right now. I mean, there are a lot of guys that you could, that you could get pretty easily who are going to have a really pretty good shot at starting in, uh, 2023. You know, guys like, like to me, Mike White is the best quarterback right now on roster for the New York Jets. Um, you know, guys like Brock Purdy, I think is probably, you know, it's, it, it's getting harder and harder to acquire him. But the deeper the 49ers are able to go in the playoffs, the more likely he is to take over their starting job. Uh, going forward. And, uh, and then a guy that we've talked a lot about, Baker, or, uh, Gardner Minshew, I mean, um, you know, is, uh, the, right now the best backup in the league, but really kind of deserves and, and has earned a starting shot somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see somebody sign him to be their starting quarterback. So, you know, just kind of loading up on some guys like that. And seeing which ones actually hit, I I kind of think that that's the strategy uh, as far as trying to navigate this quarterback position because right now it's a mess. Like you've got you've got basically five, maybe six guys kind of at the top in the elite tiers that you really trust, and then immediately it drops off to the guys like you know Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson that. Have been super inconsistent throughout mm -hmm. their careers. Um, Justin Fields, who definitely flashed, but uh, you know I wouldn't call it a full-on breakout. And now they're drafting first overall. So <laughs> you know you've got a bunch of guys like that. You've got the retirement risks with you know guys like Tua um, and you know certainly Rogers. That like there's even. There, you know, Stafford, of course, there are people who are even a little bit concerned about what happens with Kirk Cousins. So you just have so few guys that you trust right now. Yeah. 
And the reality is we're going to end up with 32 starting NFL quarterbacks. As good as this rookie class is going to be, you're still only going to get three or four mm-hmm. out of it. The, the other 28 guys have to come from the existing pool of players. So just kind of take some shots at that, uh, at, at that group of guys and hope that you come out of it with, you know, three, four, five NFL starters. Yeah. I love the Gardner mention and I love that Jalen Hurts is playing and I hope that he stays healthy for, for this narrative. And that's because then Gardner stays healthy too, going into the off season. Yeah. And, and I feel a little bit more comfortable buying some of those players. I, but I absolutely love the Gardner mention. Who else did you mention? You mentioned somebody I wanted to segue to. Um, Mike White or Brock Purdy? <laughs> Purdy White. Purdy White? <laughs> Man, no. So I, I thought of something. It'll come back to me. But basically, I almost though, said Baker Mayfield on accident. You, you did Maybe. mention Baker. I don't know how I feel about Baker and the Rams. Like, if Stafford goes away, I guess, like, Baker probably gets a shot there, but. Yeah, I don't know what else they would do, you know. So, but I like the idea of trying to get attached to some of those cheaper quarterbacks now as we move into the off season. Because if these guys start landing jobs, the price just goes up. And mm-hmm. but yeah, and there are going to be so some guys. There are going to be some guys too that that get bridge jobs, which is still valuable to us. Like they're gonna they're gonna start the season. As a starter for you, which, you know, makes them start a bowl in Superflex. And then, you know, from there you can kind of like it, it gives you a little bit of runway to figure out what you're doing next. And then, yeah. you know, quarterbacks start getting hurt, pick up their backups. It's not ideal, but it's, you know, it's certainly it's something you could do. But, mm-hmm. you know, Davis Mills very well could be a bridge starter. Um it would probably be pretty short term, but you know, for two, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, um, you know, and, and there are a few guys like that. Uh, Baker Mayfield could be that type of guy. Jimmy Garoppolo could be that type of guy. Sam Darnold could be that type of guy. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot of rumbling too. And like, you'll hear a lot of, the Lions are definitely drafting a quarterback and certain teams that you're yeah. going to hear a lot of those. And, and again, like John said, you have to look at the situation and the, uh, the whole NFL, not the Lions and just feel confident in knowing that Jared Goff is going to be okay. Even if it's not with the Lions, I think he's going to be with the Lions for this conversation, though. It's a mute point. I, I think that Jared Goff will be a starting, starting quarterback. Yeah, starting quarterback in the NFL for their foreseeable future, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I and I, I'm with you. I think he's with the Lions, but it's it's so funny that people are gonna uh, are gonna push that again this year just because they've got two first round picks, and yeah. I think they're kind of earlier ones. Um, at least one of them is, and, but it's still you know the one from the Rams. Yeah, um, but it's it's still just I I mean you've got. Massive holes to fill on the defensive side. You've got a very good defensive class coming in, particularly edge rushers for days. And this offense has been built up and, you know, Jared Goff ran it, you know, it was a master class on running that offense. Um, What they win, like seven, eight of their last nine or 10 games, something like that. (laughs) Like there's, there's absolutely no need. 
I mean, Packers uh, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Including eliminating Aaron Rodgers um, at home. Right. It was, and yeah. I, I guess it was, yeah, but, but yeah, like it, it, it there's, there's just kind of no real reason. I mean, I always think that teams should be super aggressive about quarterback. You always want to be looking for the, for your long-term quarterback. So, you know, I think that every last one of the teams drafting at the top should, should at least consider taking a quarterback. Most of them won't though. Yeah. And the logic is, you know, the guy we've got is good enough for the moment. And if, I mean, you know, if Chicago feels that way with Justin Fields, Detroit absolutely should feel that way with Jared Goff. Right. It's already funny. You start to look at some of the NFL mocks and you'll see the Lions taking a quarterback, even if it's with that later <laughs> pick. And then you'll you'll see a team like the Falcons taking a wide receiver. Yeah. And because people, so... they, it's in their head, they don't realize how bad the Falcons need a quarterback because we haven't gone out of our way to beat it like a dead horse. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's so lazy, man, to, to just to shit on Jared Goff and and just say oh they need a they need a quarterback they need a quarterback of the future like it's it's just it's so lazy but it's going to it's going to be out there all over the place yeah i'm with you man i uh i want to get to your public nervous announcement normally i would have a a drop here with the the one and only Brian Har and it would give you a popular because he could do those drops but for some reason I don't have my board hooked up today so we're gonna have to imagine it. <laughs> what are you nervous about? So a public nervous about uh, I can't even talk today. This is ridiculous. <laughs> the public nervous announcement is something that John is nervous about. Maybe it's something he's into a situation a player but something he's a little bit nervous about going into the off season. So I'm, I'm curious about this public nervous announcement. I think I, I, like I've got kind of a lot of them, but I think that the two big ones for me, Trey Lance, I'm super nervous about. We already talked about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, about Brock Purdy really just think that he's the best option for them. And if he gets them to the Super Bowl, much less wins it. I don't know how you take the ball out of his hands, you know, yeah. after the run that he's gone on. So. It's tough, man. And because even in that situation, like bring this to my dynasty leagues and my super flex teams that need a quarterback and you'll kind of go and you'll be like, how do I make an offer for Trey Lance? Like, I don't know if I really want to. So I can feel yeah. like I'm a little nervous as well. I don't quite know what that offer is or how much I would want to pay to like take on that risks so man right. trey lance is a really interesting one and i i think we share some of the same feelings there yeah like it so you know you you know for me a big uh a big strategy of mine in 2022 and a lot of dynasty leagues was to just tank you know just to just to be like all right we had such a bad year with this incoming rookie class in 2022 i mean some some very good wide receivers don't get mm -hmm. me wrong you've got yep. better wide receivers coming in 2023 but i mean you know a lot of very good wide receivers uh -huh. we actually ended up with you know a few uh, very good running backs as well but nothing at quarterback 
which is, you know, that's the, the big thing that we need from our rookie classes is to be able to rebuild our, our quarterback position a little bit. And we didn't have that. So it was just kind of like, all right, let's just kind of, let's just kind of stay stuck for another year. Yeah. Guide this thing to the bottom, end up with a top pick and get a quarterback now that there are going to be some good ones available. You know, and but a big part of that along the way was picking up, you know, guys like Trey Lance. Once he lands on IR, it's like, all right, so I can get him cheap. I can get a young quarterback relatively cheap. Trying to keep points out of your lineup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's not hurting my cause immediately. I get to just kind of stash him on IR and wait until next year. And now I've got, you know, I'm one quarterback closer. And then with my, with that top pick, I take Bryce Young, and now all of a sudden, I've got a ton of rushing upside between my two young quarterbacks. And, you know, in theory, I've got that position fixed for the next, you know, 10, 12 years, whatever. Um, and then, so to lose Trey Lance, it, it, it like it looks like we're headed towards losing Trey Lance, um, is going to be a big time setback for any team that tried to take that strategy or the or they're holding on now yeah and waiting for that moment when and that's when the hold like to me kind of becomes fictional because now you're you you we all see this risk you're not getting any offers for trey lance at this point and and you're kind of waiting and hoping he has the job rather than sell out kind of at half price yeah and then and then do you take on the risk and try to buy for half price uh it's it's a tough one man and then with this market that we've been talking about does trey lance get traded or land a job or is he just toast and he's done right yeah i mean i and i think that he probably gets a shot somewhere but it's like you just kind of you lose a ton of momentum as a young quarterback when you change teams Mm -hmm. you know um, and we've just seen that historically. So, it, yeah, it just it, it it's going to make it extremely hard for him to bounce back if he's not able to win the job in San Francisco. And and but again, I just I don't think that he should, you know, like, yeah, it's it sucks for us for dynasty purposes. But, you know, as a strictly business decision, that's really what the 49ers should be looking to do. Who strikes more fear into a veteran quarterback, Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? (laughs) (laughs) Zach Wilson literally just threatened every (laughs) veteran quarterback. (laughs) He said, I don't even remember what the quote was, but it was something along the lines of, if they bring in any veteran quarterbacks, I'm going to make every day in practice the worst day of his life or something like that. (laughs) So it's got to be Zach Wilson. Like, I mean, if it like, I don't know, he's going to do your mom or something. If you, (laughs) if you sign with like, where'd that go? Like, (laughs) 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 I don't know exactly what his, what his plan is, but the fact that he's already planning something, I think is (laughs) like the the cynical idea that he knows he needs to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Trey Lance is still thinking he's just, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Zach Wilson is already like preparing for battle. Yeah, like getting his pepper powder, putting it in your shampoo, but it's not going to be pretty over there in Jets. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like, and don't if you don't have one, it's fine. But did you have another public nervous announcement you wanted to add to that? Um, we also talked about Tua. That's another one that that worries me quite a bit. Between you know the possibility of retirement and just the fact that you know Miami has looked to move on from him each of the last two seasons already, and uh, you know now um, injury concerns might push that yet again tom brady's a free agent that we know that they were pretty interested last year so um to a point where they got it they they lost a draft pick due to tampering you know yeah so like they were pretty motivated so i'm i'm nervous about Tua, and i'm a little bit nervous about geno smith just because they end up with I, I, you know he he's had an excellent season we know that Pete carroll has no problem going cheap at quarterback but They've got two draft picks. One of them is fifth overall from Denver. They're going to be in range to get a, a high first round pick, uh, quarterback like a Will Levis possibly. And I, I just don't know that they're going to be able to pass on that opportunity because they know that they're not going to draft that high very often. Man, this is interesting. So you're nervous about, and, and don't get me wrong, I think you have good reason to be, but you're nervous about the quarterback that had the best, the best pass rate yeah. in the NFL, <laughs> completion percentage in the NFL, and you're nervous about the quarterback with the best quarterback rating in the NFL. Yep. Yep. And, and that's, that's kind of why we're, why we can actually get nervous about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not nervous about Andy Dalton. I just think that he's done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not nervous about Daniel Jones. I think he just sucks. But Daniel Jones, like, I think, I think he's worth acquiring on your teams. I think he gets a shot and you can get him like probably cheap. Like, listen to John talk. (laughs) And, and that's, (laughs) you can get, you can get him for a couple seconds. Yeah. And I'll take a quarterback for a couple seconds. That's why I like Daniel Jones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like I'm not nervous about Derek Carr because I think he's terrible. How about that? That's a, <laughs> an even better example because I I I've thought that he sucks for a very long time and have been right every step of the way. So like I'm not nervous about him. I just think that he's off our radar completely. Yeah, but and it's those it, guys. It, it's it, those it's guys. A definite who, concern. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that's somebody that we've, that, you know, a certain, at different points in the season, we kind of felt like we could, we could kind of build around him. Yeah. You know, he's in a great offense with a great system and he's young, you know, Mm -hmm. so, um, and, and efficient. He's good. So, yeah. 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 This has nothing to do with his game. I mean, at least on my end, but I mean, I was looking the other day at quarterbacks and like, concussions and how many a lot of these quarterbacks have had and like there's a a decent amount of quarterbacks not a lot a decent amount that have had three concussions but they're happened over like 10 and 15 years mm-hmm. his all happened this season and they they aren't giving him time to recover from this and that's what you ultimately need when you do have the concussion is time and you, cause otherwise they're going to keep happening. That's why it's reoccurring to Tua now, man, they cannot play that kid this season. Yeah. I, I will not feel good about acquiring Tua on any of my teams until they don't play him at all this year. And we get a little bit more clarity. I think he'll play again. I don't think he retires, but I do not think they can play him this season. Yeah. But that's the problem. Even if they do, 
you know, even if they do feel okay, if he feels okay about continuing on with his NFL career, like they can, they can, you know, they can be supportive of that, but at the same time recognize that we need a backup plan and Teddy Bridgewater is not good enough. Yeah. You know, this is a team that's built to win. This was a team that was well on its way to one of the top seeds in the, uh, in the AFC. And, you know, it, it just, it kind of got derailed because the quarterback kept getting concussed. It's How not many undocumented concussions. Do you think quarterbacks have over their careers? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, to, like a minimum of two per season, I would think at least. Right. And that's so, I mean, with the technology that we have today, we're going to see these. We're going to hear about them more. Tua's were exceptional. We saw the dude seize up on, on the field. Yeah. But I don't think he retires. Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. I just kind of think that they're going to look to replace him, you know, or at least supplement him. But yeah. And, and, and I hope that I'm wrong, but this is, you know, this is why I'm nervous about it and not just completely mm-hmm. out on. Yeah. Tua. No, I get it. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I've, you're hitting a lot of the guys like that I have some issues with right now. And mm-hmm. I, I know that just like I said with, uh, Trey Lance, like, cause I like to be active in leagues and right. And two is somebody that I've been trying to acquire all season at any cost. And now he's somebody that like, you're like, okay, like maybe chill a little bit. Maybe I want to <laughs> sell a little to, uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I feel you, dude, but yeah. I don't think he retires, but there's still that like, ah, like what's going on here. Yep. And, and the media is going to take any words right now way out of context and make stories. So I try to stay away from some of those, but those scare you as well. That's what they're for. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the point. <laughs> so, and Gino, man. I mean, I, I, I don't, if I had to, if I had to actually place a sizable bet on it, it's that they, they go defense with that pick. But, uh, I mean, just the fact that, like I said, they're drafting so high and they're not going to get into that range very often. And you're also not really going to get a draft class like this very often, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I like it, it wouldn't surprise me for them to at least bring somebody in to compete. And, you know, it like if you spend a top five draft pick, you're going to end up starting that player kind of regardless of how that quarterback competition. Yeah, so goes. let me ask you this. If Gino does not get that job in Seattle, let's say he's the Jets starting quarterback. I know that kills Mike White, but just for hypothetical, mm-hmm. are you still interested in Gino? Or are you kind of out now that he's switched teams and like, you know, he's the starter just for this conversation. Yeah. Do you think he has the same success on the next? <laughs> the Jets would be crazy. I didn't even That'd think that's funny. where he was he drafted. But <laughs> he goes back to the Jets. <laughs> we'll just Who was it? That Sam Darnold. Was it? <laughs> was it Bart Scott that punched him out? Like, <laughs> I don't know how he walks back into that locker room. So um, I but... did forget about some of that. I won't lie, but <laughs> but I'm just more saying for. I want him on a different team that needs a quarterback. Are you yeah. interested in Gino? Does the nervousness go away? Or do you want him in that Seattle system that he just killed it in? I 
I I guess it depends a little bit on where he goes. I mean, it, you know, for for the reasons that we just kind of mentioned, the Jets are probably not really right viable. But like, I don't even know if I'd want any quarterback <laughs> to win to the Jets either at this point. I know. Well, and and the thing is, I mean, think about whoever gets whoever inherits that offense. Mm-hmm. You know, that wide receiver group is awesome, um, and. Uh, yeah, I you know you've you've got to you've got to consider them just for you know the situation that they're in, but uh, it's also just man, it's it's just not a a place where quarterbacks have ever been able to succeed, really. So no, um, but yeah, I mean, it, like I would I would still look at things like that. I would look at you know some of the weapons and the protection and the scheme and stuff like that. Um, and make a decision there, but kind of. I want Gino I, to stay in Seattle. I I think that's the best place for him. Yeah, yeah. Personally, yeah. like I kind of, I'm gonna get a little bit nervous if they decide to move on that quickly. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Especially, like I said, Pete Carroll is not afraid to to go cheap at quarterback. He never has. Russell Wilson came from the third round, you know, um, and then and now Geno Smith you know beats out the like they they make the big trade get drew lock and then and he had no problem starting geno smith over drew lock yeah where most most head coaches probably would have felt pretty committed to to the player that you just acquired in the trade i feel like he's got a soft spot for drew lock though really just from the way pete carroll talked through the offseason I feel like he's got a soft spot for Drew Locke and he wants to see the kid succeed. So that might, that might make me nervous too. If, if Gino <laughs> demands more than we think he will in a salary, you know? Yeah. Man, that soft spot would have to be somewhere on the surface of his brain. <laughs> <laughs> he's got baby brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your value play. Let's get into some values. What are your values? Do you have good values, morals? Like <laughs> <laughs> definitely not something I'm known for, but <laughs> as long as you're super um, flexible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess uh, kind of some of the guys that we talked about earlier, um specifically a quarterback, you know, guys like um Gardner Minshew. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good one. Uh, I like he's he's just going to kind of quietly take over a starting job somewhere. I mean, my bet is Vegas where he's throwing to Devonte Adams. But, you know, it, there there are enough jobs available that he probably lands one of them. And, you know, it's it, again, it's going to just kind of be one of those low key just shift o- into a starting spot instead of, you know, competing with two younger guys. He's just going to go take a starting job somewhere. No big deal. You know, yep. Vegas, Atlanta, you know, something like that. Maybe New Orleans. And then you get whoever's backing him up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Jimmy G's ever played a full season. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. But, but I hear you. I think that he goes somewhere and he takes a job. Yeah. Total Tampa value. Bay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. There are just so many of these jobs available and they're not all going to get filled by, by, you know, star stud rookies. Like there's only so many of those coming in and seriously, you know, so many jobs that could easily be uh, so many quarterbacks you could easily replace. 
Do you feel like you could get Jimmy G without giving up a second or a first? Like, even if you had to use players, like what's the actual move to make to try to get somebody we feel like we know is going to be a starting quarterback in 2023? Yeah, I think you could get it. I I think you could get him without giving up a quarterback and without giving up a, a, an earlier draft pick, which yeah. is kind of unheard of in Superflex to do that for a quarterback. But that's kind of what makes him such a great value is the fact that he's not really valued as a starting quarterback, even though, like I said, I mean, he's just going to quietly take over a starting job, kind of the way Geno Smith did, you know. Rondell Moore and a third or Jimmy G? See, I would take Jimmy G, but I wouldn't be surprised if that gets it done. Probably could get that done. Yeah. I'd do that. Yeah. And I mean, Dave Wright tried to sell me Rondell Moore. Really? That's a bad sign, guys. That's his boy. <laughs> He's pretty done. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I mean, I, I kind of, I wouldn't be too surprised if, like, you could also kind of trim the fat at quarterback a little bit, too. I think that there are some guys who are, I mean, Derek Carr probably gets you Jimmy Garoppolo straight up. And Jimmy Garoppolo is much more likely to be an NFL starter than Derek Carr. Ooh, I like this. So, because you think Carr retires or you think nothing happens that lands him on a team? Yeah, I, I mean, kind of either way. <laughs> Sometimes it ends up being kind of the same thing. And this this usually happens with running backs, but like it's happened with quarterbacks. Like Cam Newton didn't, didn't just kind of come out and retire. He just, mm-hmm. like everybody just kind of lost interest. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think that there's going to be interest in Derek Carr as a backup quarterback or maybe as a bridge quarterback, but I just, I, I think it's been too long, too many years with too many different coaches, too many different weapons, too many different systems where he has accomplished absolutely nothing. You, you just know? described a quarterback nightmare. Yeah. this guy has had nothing no consistency in his career at all and he's sucked in every situation (laughs) he's consistently been the starter for some reason even though he's consistently not won games not been you know a a kind of a driving factor in a, a you know a in a contending team, like there's just you will never like, mistake John Hogue for David Carr. No, <laughs> if only Derek Carr had like a whole locker room full of Davids. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> everybody would like him a lot. He'd be the best quarterback ever. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I I wonder what's going to happen with Derek Carr too. I feel like he's going to try to play somewhere. Yeah. Just at this point, I feel like he's got a fire under his ass and he wants to come out and try to prove something. But man, Stidham looked really decent in that offense right away. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I mean, like Derek Carrish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like for significantly, you know, several million dollars cheaper. Yeah. You still got the exact same thing and you still lost games. Like that's the thing. It's, it's like it, it like it at some point we need somebody who has it in their DNA to go drag us to some wins. 
like and, Tom and that's Brady. not even that's where they need Tom Brady. Vegas yeah. needs like a, a superstar quarterback. Yeah. If they ever want to stop seeing visitors jerseys in their arena on their field, like they need to have a superstar quarterback and have people coming there. I mean, you're, you're, you play at a tourist trap. Let's be honest with you. So anybody that comes there isn't really going to be too into your crappy team. You have to like have a fan base that is rooting for Tom Brady or something, or you're just never going to outnumber the visitors. Yeah. You definitely can't have a mascara wearing meth head. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fits right in in Vegas, but they don't want. That's not what. That's not what they're going for. That's not the marketing campaign. (laughs) They want to think of themselves as like high end, upper class. They want to think of themselves as a Tom Brady of American cities, but you know it's. Derek so Carr. You kind of are Derek bad. Carr, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, John but, is not going to buy Derek Carr on the value play here. No. See, what makes it, what would make sense to me is Derek Carr going to Houston. Um, you know, to first, it, like originally, just kind of the idea would be bridge quarterback to CJ Stroud and then, you know, who they take second overall. But then, you know, Stroud gets into camp and beats him out and they're just like, all right, we're just going with Stroud. And now Derek Carr's your backup. Mm-hmm. If he's okay with that, you know, he can collect the paycheck. If he's not, he can retire. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I, I don't think that there's a starting job out there for him. Hmm. Interesting to see this shake out. Yeah. Man, so I have a share of Derek Carr. I'm going to have to try to get rid of it. Yep. Bail. <laughs> Turn it into Jared Goff. Yeah, there you go. Man, plus, I mean, Derek Carr is like, what, 31, 32? So it's not like he's got a lot of time left to give to teams either. Right. He's yeah. no Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he, the biggest problem is he's got a long resume at this point. Mm-hmm. And none of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we need a different word for resume. Yeah. <laughs> John, do you believe in dynasty sleepers? A little bit, yeah. They're they're tough to <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they're tough to tough to come by, tough to identify. But um, but yeah, sometimes. That, okay, yeah, that's a good one too. Like, how do you? What is identifiably like? What makes a dynasty sleeper before the Super Bowl? Like, we're done with fantasy at this point, but we're not quite out of the twenty twenty two season yet. So yeah, what does make a dynasty sleeper? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's just kind of it, like it, it, it can be lower end guys. Like Jonathan Taylor is going to be a sleeper for me. Um, cause people like are higher end on guys. him. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's, he's getting punished for missing a lot of the season with injuries after 2021 when he was a running back one. It was because of just a massive workload. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, the injuries were kind of bound to happen. Plus, we just know that, you know, running back one overall usually sees a a pretty big dip the following year. And people always want to four or five starting quarterbacks on that team. Yeah, that too. And and yet somehow none of them were actual starting quarterbacks. Mm-mm. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're probably going to get a massive upgrade at quarterback. 
I mean, it, even if they stay put at four, they're probably looking at Will Levis, but they could easily be like they're 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 the most likely to trade up to first overall for Bryce Young. And all yeah. of a sudden, that offense just gets so much more dynamic and opens things up for Jonathan Taylor. It's already a great run blocking off, uh, offensive line, you know, and, and it, like you just need the guy to be healthy and you need a little bit of credibility from the rest of your offense. You look, you know, you get the right starting quarterback and now, you know, you get an off season of rest for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. It, it, Anyone who's knocking him down below, you know, running back one in dynasty is is out of their freaking minds right now. So what do you add to Brees Hall to get Jonathan Taylor? You probably don't have to add much, but man, I would be willing to add I would add a, a like a later first yeah. or something something in that range. Like like I would you know, I, I, I would rather upgrade Especially just kind of knowing what we're in for this year with Brees Hall coming off the injury, uh, you know, I I would be willing to to uh, to give up a starting wide receiver in order to uh, upgrade to to Taylor. Yeah, seal that deal. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I uh, I feel the same about Brees Hall. I think that you want to get rid of him before you start getting a lot of the medical updates throughout the off season. Mm-hmm. If you want to, I don't have a, uh, any teams that I want to be bad enough to hang on to Brees Hall right now. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll be bad, but I don't. I don't have any teams I want to be bad enough to have the time to hang on to Brees right now. I'd rather right. just get some points in there somehow. Yeah, get Dobbins plus maybe somebody that's getting fresh. Yeah, especially if you if you struggled in twenty twenty two, you know. Due to things like injuries, losing your you know your your top running back uh, early on, and so you earned another top pick. Like at this point, it's just it's like this rookie class is transformative to a point where you can actually you can you can finally just kind of rebuild something just by making draft picks, you know, or taking mm-hmm. advantage of the value in trade, which is the real move to make. But even if you just stay put and make some draft picks, I mean, this team's going to be ready to win. You don't want to be held back by Brees Hall injuries, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. That, that, yeah. I'm in on moving Brees Hall. And yeah. it's not because I don't like him, but yeah. I'm in on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think uh, I... I don't think that he's as much of a sleeper as he was a week or two ago, but I do think Russell Wilson is a sleeper. I think Jared Goff is a sleeper. We talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Russell Wilson is still obtainable, though, at, at a sleeper yeah. price a little bit. I think there's yeah. still going to be enough shade around him just because, uh, yeah, I, I like that one, and I agree with Goff. Yeah, I think both of those guys are going to be valued as kind of mid-QB2s. Mm-hmm. And I think that both of them have, you know, high-end QB1 upside next year based on the offense that they're in. So, you know, I think that those are those are good ones. As far as someone that you literally haven't heard of, I mean, you have because you've heard me talk about him on the Superflex Super Show in our standard operating procedures. But uh, anyone who hasn't listened to that show has not heard the name Tegan Quatoriano, but that is like that guy is just a, pl- a a big play machine. 
Like it's just he had three catches for over eighty yards yeah. the other day, <laughs> and and that's by the way that's with Davis Mills and Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll and you know whatever else at quarterback. That's that's you know now you're going to get C.J. Stroud in there with some accuracy with some downfield power um, and and just kind of really open things up for that entire offense. Yeah. And Tegan Quatoriano is going to be one of his top options. He's the kind of player that you almost have to have as a throw-in player. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, sure, because you don't want them to be like, why does he want this one guy? And then they Google <laughs> his name and they're like, hey, I think I'll hold on to him. Maybe he's got more upside than this fourth John just offered me right. or third. You know what I mean? When they might do it. But then if they just see it alone, they're like, why is he? What's going on here? Like, So you almost have to have that be a throw in and other things involved. So they they just keep their eyes off him and hit. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's yep. kind of weird. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's definitely it. And uh, the thing the thing about it was just that. You know, as, as far as dynasty sleepers go, like that's, that's what I mean about how it's hard to identify it. You know, a dynasty sleeper. I literally got Tegan Quatoriano off of waivers in every single dynasty league. Nice. And like might that. might still be on some. I doubt it, but. Yeah, it's possible. And if your, if your league doesn't, does one more waiver run before the off season, you know, make sure that he's rostered, but. Yeah, he's he's he is going to be a little bit tough to trade for because you try and like you said, you try and get him in as as a throw in and people are like, wait, why do you want that guy? Yeah. And then they they see what he's been doing, you know, in the back half of the season. And they're like, oh, you're trying to trick me. John, I got one more question for you. Seems like you like to take up my damn time. <laughs> Should waiver wires be open in the off season? 25 minutes. Uh, <laughs> well, you made um, me think of that question. Like, should they be open? Yeah. So, uh, I, I say no. And, uh, I'm actually going to start. I'm going to, once we get some ADP for Superflex and ADP with mock or with, uh, rookie picks, um, and everything, then I'm, I'm going to start an actual, uh, Superflex Dynasty League. Um, do a startup, uh, 12 teams just to, just because I've got so many things that I think are just kind of common sense stuff for dynasty leagues as far as, you know, settings. Um, and, it, and I just haven't really seen them implemented very much. Uh, and a big one of them is, this is something I've been talking about for a couple of years now, which is supplemental drafts. Mm. And to me, what you do is, so you lock waivers, right? Uh, you know, may, you do one more waiver run at the end of the season, and then you lock it through the entire off season, the entire off season. Like, people are going to want to do a waiver run in July. Yeah, I mean, I like people where you're are going, gonna, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, some people are going to want to do a waiver run in uh, in March after free agency, um, and then they're going to want to do another one in. You know, supplemental draft could make it a lot more fun, though. Yeah, and and so what you do is, uh, you know, your the rookie draft in you know early May, whatever. Um, you can make those picks to acquire rookie players, or you can draft supplemental picks. <laughs> and every supplemental pick that's drafted, and it just goes in order um, of of uh, 
um, you know, whoever drafts the first one to draft the supplemental pick gets, you know, one-on-one in the supplemental draft essentially. But every single pick that's made, uh, every supplemental pick that's drafted in the rookie draft um, is made in the supplemental draft, which we make right before the season. So, you know, preseason week four, do your supplemental draft. Now you've had the entire offseason, you've had free agency, you've had the rookie draft, you know, the NFL draft and some, there's some rookies. You might even have some undrafted free agent rookies who come along. You know, Josh Gordon was kind of a great example of this. Uh, when he came out, mm-hmm. it was, you know, we missed our chance to get him in rookie drafts and then he was just kind of available on waivers. Um, you know, Gronk a couple years ago when he came out of retirement, Jay Cutler when he came out of retirement to quarterback the Dolphins. Like these are, these are examples of the type of things that can happen. And then yeah. on top of all that, they're, you know, those, those, uh, training camp and preseason darlings. All of those guys who everybody's just kind of drooling over waiting for a waiver run. First, you do the supplemental draft where those players are available and you sacrificed a rookie player to draft that supplemental pick. And now you end up with Josh Gordon, Rob Gronkowski, you know, guys like that, Jay Cutler. Um, And then you open waivers. So basically, we're waiting until the season actually starts yeah. for the first waiver run. Ah, I don't. I like that, man. I don't mind that at all. And yeah. it's a lot different than any league I'm in. I don't have that in any league. I've never, never seen it done. Yeah. yeah, save me a spot. Okay. He is my dude, your dude at Superflex Dude on Twitter. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is a super flexible podcast. I didn't know if I'd ever say that again. John, I appreciate you hopping on with me. Thanks a ton, man. Oh, pleasure's all mine, dude. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. And don't forget to be awesome, everybody. 